Welcome to Kelly Dry's AdLaw Access Podcast, and this is Simone Roach. The Biden administration continues to advance its Made in America policy priorities through amendments to the Federal Acquisition Regulation, FAR, implementing the Buy American Act, BAA. The latest such amendment, a final rule published March 7, 2022. It states the following. Increases the current 55% domestic content threshold for end products or construction material to 60% as of October 25, 2022. Further increases the domestic content threshold to 65% in calendar year 2024 and increases the threshold to 75% in calendar year 2029. The FAR amendment also states provides a fallback threshold to allow products meeting a 55% domestic content to qualify as a domestic product under certain circumstances and establishes a framework for an enhanced price preference for domestic products considered to be critical or made up of critical components to be defined in a subsequent rulemaking. See Federal Acquisition Regulation, Amendments to the FAR by American Act requirements, 87 Fed Reg 127870-12787, March 7, 2022. The final rule arises from President Biden's January 2021 Executive Order 14005, ensuring the future is made in all of America by all of America's workers which directed the FAR Council to consider and propose for public comment the upward revisions to the domestic component content calculation of the FAR's two-part Buy American Act standard for domestic end products and construction materials. The FAR Council proposed to amend the FAR accordingly in a July 30, 2021 Notice of Proposed Rulemaking. The March 7, 2022 rule finalizes the proposed rule with certain changes, with an effective date of October 25, 2022. In anticipation of the final rule's new component content standard, companies that supply the federal government and intend to offer BAA-compliant domestic end products and construction materials should commence reviews of their input sourcing and manufacturing practices to assess their product's compliance with the more rigorous domestic origin standard, particularly in light of the soon approaching October effective date. Manufacturers and suppliers should consider modifying schedule listings, term sheets, and other marketing materials that claim compliance with the BAA pending such reviews and should examine the accuracy of any compliance certifications. In addition to compliance activities aimed at guarding against any direct government enforcement actions, companies should assess the impacts on the competitive landscape within their respective supply chains. The legal legal mechanisms that competitors or whistleblowers can use for leverage in the Buy American regimes will be enhanced as the administration fully implements its policy priorities. Companies should monitor their competitors' investments, which may signal a competitor's intent to offer products that meet the heightened origin standard in order to avail itself of the procurement preference afforded by the BAA. 
businesses are also frequently in the best position to know if a competitor's compliance certifications can be substantiated or conversely may serve as a grounds for bid protest or other legal actions. As the domestic content thresholds increase, contractors will need to adjust throughout the performance of a contract, not just at the time of award. Ongoing compliance monitoring is therefore required. Under the increased domestic content threshold, suppliers with a federal contract performance period spanning multiple thresholds shall be required to comply with each increased threshold for the items in the year of delivery. For example, a supplier awarded a five-year contract in 2027 will have to comply with a 65% domestic content threshold initially, but in 2030 will have to supply products with 75% domestic content. More immediately, a supplier awarded a five-year contract on October 25, 2022 will have to comply with a 60% domestic content threshold initially, but beginning January 1, 2024, will have to supply products with 65% domestic content. The final rule includes two exceptions to the scheduled increases. First, where a contracting agency's senior procurement executive after consultation with OMB's Made in America office, allows for application of an alternate domestic content test, then the domestic content threshold in effect at the time of contract award will apply throughout the entire period of performance. Although the details of the consultation process have yet to be worked out, the alternate domestic content test could be appropriate where the requirement to comply with changing domestic content thresholds would not be feasible for a particular contract. The second exception, available until January 1st, 2030, is a 55% fallback threshold applicable only to 1. Construction material that does not consist wholly or predominantly of iron or steel or a combination of both, and that is not a COTS item, or two, end products that do not consist wholly or predominantly of iron or steel or a combination of both, and that are not COTS items. This threshold applies only in instances where an agency has determined either that there are no end products or construction materials that meet the new domestic content threshold, or through application of the Buy American Act price preference that any such products are of unreasonable cost. For example, if in 2023, a domestic end product that exceeds the 60% content threshold is determined to be of unreasonable cost after application of the price preference, then for evaluation purposes, the government will treat an end product that is manufactured in the United States and exceeds 55%, but not 60%, domestic content as a domestic end product. Other existing exemptions or carve-outs, such as those for acquisitions of commercial products, including COTS items and services, continue to apply or not apply as they did prior to this rule. For example, FAR 25202A4 still exempts commercial IT products from Buy American requirements, and COTS items that are manufactured in the United States 
are still domestic under FAR 25003. Other domestic content restrictions and corresponding carve-outs, such as those in DOD's specialty metal statutory restrictions, also are not impacted by this final rule. The former exception for COTS products consisting wholly or predominantly of iron or steel or a combination of both, removed last year by the prior administration, remains unavailable, except for COTS fasteners made wholly or predominantly of iron or steel. An important issue that was not finalized in the rule, but will be an important issue on the Buy American Horizon, is the designation of critical items and components. For critical domestic items, or domestic items made of critical components, the rule contemplates a framework for higher price preferences in the form of an additional preference factor to be added to the existing price preference for domestic items, which is 20% for large businesses or 30% for small businesses. The final rule defines critical items as domestic construction material or domestic end products that are deemed critical to U.S. supply chain resiliency and critical components as components that are mined, produced, or manufactured in the United States and deemed critical to the U.S. supply chain. Subsequent rulemaking will establish the definitive list of critical items and critical components at FAR 25-105, as well as their associated additional price preference factors. The definition of component in FAR 25-003 is currently limited to an article, material, or supply incorporated directly into an end product or construction material. How the new critical framework will treat inputs to components like raw materials or subcomponents remains to be seen. Some important points and takeaways for contractors and their suppliers. Prepare for compliance. Contractors should immediately review their supply chains and compliance systems to assess whether they can accurately certify compliance with the new thresholds. If not, Contractors wishing to offer domestic end products and construction materials will need to take steps to ensure they can comply or to obtain approval from the government of the alternate domestic content test. Offerers may need to renegotiate and modify subcontracts to ensure compliance with changing requirements. Also, offerers serving both the U.S. government and the commercial marketplace may wish to consider deploying dual inventories in order to segregate those products offered for commercial sale from those intended for sale to the government. Note that a contracting officer may seek to apply the new thresholds even to existing contracts, that is, contracts awarded on or before the October 25, 2022 effective date. As the FAR Council explains, in accordance with FAR 1108D, FAR changes apply to existing contracts at the discretion of contracting officers. If the contracting officer seeks to modify your existing contract to apply the new thresholds, consider rejecting the new requirements, seeking application of the alternate domestic content test, or accepting the new requirements and submitting a corresponding request for equitable adjustment. And also take note of the new certificate requirements. Under the new Buy American Certificate, 
office intending to rely on the fallback procedures must indicate in the Buy American Certificate which foreign-end products exceed 55% domestic content, except for those that are COTS items. Additionally, following subsequent rulemaking, office will be required to list the line item numbers of domestic end products that contain a critical component. If necessary, revisit marketing materials. Companies marketing themselves as Buy American Act compliant may need to revisit or clarify their materials and schedule listings to ensure they are accurate. Consider whether your competitors might be able to use your marketing materials against you. Manufacturers and suppliers that falsely assert compliance with the BAA face civil, criminal, and contractual liability, including competitor claims under the Lanham Act and Ketam suits under the False Claims Act. Conversely, consider whether you might be able to use competitors' marketing information in your favor should they fail to comply with BAA requirements. BAA compliance risks are not limited to those posed by competitors. Non-compliance with Buy American requirements can cause serious issues with your government customer too. These can range from contractual remedies, such as price renegotiation and rip and replace directives on one end of the scale, to non-payment, termination, and even suspension or debarment from future contracting at the other, as well as False Claims Act suits initiated by the Department of Justice. Recent settlements reported by DOJ reveal an uptick in prosecutions for false claims involving BAA certifications. And given the numerous implications, prompt attention to the new Buy American requirements is vital.